Hello and welcome to Red Nets, the official podcast of Empire of the Cop. I am Rick and joining me as ever is Steve and Farrell. It's uh, July the 18th, at uh, the 18th? Ju- it's July the 8th. I've, I've gone 10 days into the future. It's July the 8th and uh, that can only mean one thing. It's new kit launch day. Ooh. Uh, so today Liverpool have uh, released the away kit or the, they've sort of unveiled it uh, for the first time even though we've, we've seen leaks of it over the last, trickling out over the last month or so. Uh, it's hearkening back to the 1996-97 uh, cult classic away kit. They, they call it Off-White Stone and Teal is the, is the colorway of choice. Stee, what do you make of the, what do you make of the new kit? I mean, it's, I say new, we've, we've all seen it. If you've had an internet connection for the last like month or so, we've all seen the kit. But what do you think? Yeah, it's it's outstanding. Um, I think it's sort of um, I don't know. It's a little bit brave from Mike, but they they know that they were going to get a good reaction from the kit, especially when it harks back to the one from the nineties. You know, you think of Macha, you think of Fowler, it gives you some good memories. You know, the the color of it's fantastic. You know that uh, crew, I think it might be called. Um, it's just yeah, it's it's really nice to see it quite rare for me i don't put every single kit that comes out but this an exception for this one i think it's going to be a classic and very hard to get further down the line i think nike have knocked it out of the park with this one uh, pleasantly surprised and uh, it's really good to see the club kind of touch back on its uh, its roots in the 90s i, I really enjoyed the kit yeah it's uh, it's certainly one that uh, like you say as we go down the line it's just i think everyone sort of expects nike to be the answer when it comes to stock availability, especially after the nightmare that we had with New Balance. But I think this is the kit that everyone is going to struggle, like you say, further down the line. Uh, Farrell, what do you what do you make of it? Well, I think it's fantastic that they've harkened back to a, a classic kit. Um, obviously, they're continuing their tradition of producing uh, options that are more attractive than the home kit. Um, with, with this one here, especially a fan of the turquoise number of the prior term. So I think um, I'm, I'm still in two minds as to which one of the two I prefer, but I think this one possibly just edges it in terms of uh, my personal favourite from what Nike produced. I uh, I thought for a moment there you were like, which one you prefer in terms of the, uh, so they have the, the Vapor version, which is the one that the, the, the player issue kit, and then they have the uh, the replica stadium version, which is the uh, the fan version, the cheaper alternative without all of the intricate sort of detailing. I personally have I've picked up the uh, the stadium version. I don't I don't know what it is. It just I think it's because it looks like a polo shirt, especially with that collar. Having the embroidered badge just looks a little nicer. I don't know I don't know why I've gone for that. Uh, it just, I, it, and also cheaper. So eh. Um, so no, Curtis Jones. It? Yeah, it's it's just the it's just the little the little flourishes on there. I mean, personally, I'm I'm not a big fan of the uh, the orangey sort of detailing. It's the same it's the same color I think as the uh, as the color uh, the color in the uh, sleeves on the home kit. Uh, but I just I I think there's just one too many colors in the overall collection. Personally. If, if they stripped one out, I'd be like, "This is a ten out of 10. Not to say that it's 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 a good kit. It's like a, a solid, like you know, eight or nine for me. But it's just uh, Curtis Jones uh, in the club's official 
press release has said, I think the fans will love this one. It's a perfect reflection of the city and you can see the inspiration throughout the design with a throwback to the 90s. Uh, which is pretty much what we've, we've all said there, really. Uh, the club are offering discounts to key workers and students this year, as well as the uh, the the membership discount of 10%. Uh, and here's something that hasn't really been mentioned an awful lot. Uh, like last year's kit, uh, it's 100% recycled polyester fabric, which is made from recycled plastic bottles. So it's green. I mean, it's, it's not, it's 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 off white stone we've already said that but you know it's uh it, it's a nice kit i think overall i think the the overall reception is is quite positive with that but the question that we all need to be asking really is who's going to be wearing it next year uh you know obviously we've got the, the squad but we want some new additions to the squad and we have a little bit of an exclusive don't we steve yeah, of course. So we're, we're talking about the uh, PSV striker who used to play for Arsenal in his youth, um, Danielle Malin, as we say, um, a source, uh, a, fr- a friend of the show, a source uh, close to the club, if you like, has, uh, has revealed to us that uh, AC Milan are no longer in the race for the player. He was previously linked. It is now just between Liverpool and Borussia Dortmund. Uh, they are the only two interested parties still remaining. They are both in conversation with the player's agent, Mino Raiola. And once, basically, the first club to get the agreement is aware that it will cost €30 million to sign the player. Basically, now it's just a race against time of who can, you know, sit down with Mino Raiola and uh, get an agreement out of that man. That's uh, easier said than done when it comes to to Raiola. Uh, Farrell, what what do you make of him? Well, I think if it's, an, if it's one we're interested in, I think 30 million euros would be silly not to. Uh, I think what's most interesting about the player in particular are the parallels in his, his, his game with uh, Bobby Firmino's um, in terms of link-up play. He's sort of one, one of the key attributes he has at his disposal. He's very good at sort of creating space for his teammates by dragging defenders out of position, uh, which is an attribute we certainly come to enjoy from Firmino's perspective. Um what the only potential stickler I'd have in mind with this would be whether Dortmund may be able to offer more of a guarantee in terms of minutes up front with needing to replace Sancho, whereas you're looking at Liverpool, you're looking at sort of dethroning one of Domino, Salah, Mane, which may prove to be slightly more difficult. Yeah, so it's, it's playing time is often the the stickler. I mean, he's uh, looking at the his stats here. Uh, you've got he's made four appearances at the Euros. Uh, this summer, uh, and he's made two assists in 149 minutes played. Uh, career-wise, uh, 81 league appearances, and that has 40 goals and 18 assists. Uh, he's, he's no stranger to, to European competitions either. Uh, he's made six uh, Champions League appearances and 12 Europa League appearances, scoring eight goals and one assist in the latter. It's certainly an interesting sort of proposition, especially when you're like looking at like it's fairly cheap as well in the grand scheme of, of forwards. Yeah, 30, 30 million is uh, it's it's uh, let's face it, it's a it's an Origi replacement really at the end of the day. Um, which, as much as we all love the fella for what he's done for us, it's like it just seems like this is an, an inevitable situation that we've ended up in 
uh, Steve. Like, do you do you think that uh, that's that's the death nail for for Rigi, or is uh, or is this like a, this a grander scheme going on that I cannot see? I, th- I think the case with David Rigi is I think the club are looking to keep all of them, of course. Um, but that being said, I imagine that's just the the state the club aren't looking to get rid of him. But I think if an offer comes in for him, he will be off. Um, I think it's not really a priority for Liverpool to sign a striker. Um, and like Farrell's saying, um, Marlon going to Borussia Dortmund just makes more sense. Um, Sancho is is on his way to Manchester United. That's already done. And, you know, they will have that financial might that Liverpool don't have. Um, Liverpool, even though they're in talks with Raiola, are going to need to raise funds to sign Marlon, you'd think. Um, it's been the case, it's been FSG's model since they arrived at the club. So Liverpool would need to get rid of Origi before bringing in a player like Marlon, even if he would be an absolute bargain of about 25 to £30 million. Pounds. So I think really uh, it hinges on whether anyone is going to come in for Divock Origi, like you say. Um, uh, a man who's Liverpool future is uh, still very up. Still very much to put up in the air, even if the club are saying they want to keep hold of him for another year. Yeah, the, the, the club aren't really going to telegraph that, you know, we want to sell this player because that's just going to affect, uh, affect the uh, any fee that they're going to get for him, any offers on the table. Um, but uh, between this and his little uh, donation to the to the university uh, a, few, a few weeks back, it, it just seems like this is this sort of like you know, bowing out and, uh, you know, and this, uh, Daniel Marlin, it, it looks, it looks like, I mean, I, I had a quick U- YouTube scouting session. He's got, you know, quality finish on him. Um, just, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't see, uh, yeah, this, this situation is pretty much going to end up in, in, in one, in one way, unfortunately for, for Divock. Um, I mean, I think we've got a hell of a deal uh, as long as you can sort of uh, get past the whole Dortmund situation, which is an easy, is a, sorry, isn't an easy task. Um, so another, another transfer uh, that hasn't really sort of gone away, like the, the rumblings of uh, for the last few weeks, it's Renato Sanchez, uh, Friend of the show, Fabrizio Romano, uh, has has given an update on the situation uh, uh, to the I2I podcast. Uh, he says Renato Sanchez could leave Lille for around twenty five million euros, which is about twenty one point five million pounds uh, this summer. There are four or five clubs who are interested. Liverpool and Arsenal are keeping an eye on the player, but there is nothing imminent at the moment. Uh, I mean, it's the transfer that just won't go away, isn't it, Farrell? If you're looking at a potential sort of midfield replacement that would be pretty much ideal in terms of our potential budget, not that that has been specifically clarified, you're you're probably looking at Renato Sanchez as being one of those few targets that would fit within that potential scope. Um, What makes this certainly feasible, um, I'd imagine, uh, given is uh, the French top flight's financial crisis, so there's been some disputes between uh, Amazon and Canal Plus, uh, specifically over the TV rights. I believe it's my understanding that 
um, Canal Plus have threatened not to pay for or even broadcast the games that they've won the rights to, which will leave something like a whole in the region of three hundred million pounds. There's a real fear of sort of bankruptcy at the moment among lots of League One clubs. So there will be that kind of external pressure uh, to sell players to sort of uh, f- fill that gap if that doesn't get sorted in the near future. So definitely one to look out for. Yeah, of course. It's uh, I mean I I have written out down here. I'm not sure how uh, if this is still the the same level, but. Uh, as of January, they were uh, 125 million euros in debt um, as a club. So, I mean, just like, you know, with that uh, TV deal sort of collapsing, it's, uh, and you've, then you've also got to consider as well uh, fees have sort of taken a little bit of a, I mean, some of them have and some of them haven't, but with COVID, uh, there's been a little bit of a dip in overall values because clubs just don't have the finances to, to be going out and spending the mega bucks that they were. Uh, just a season or two ago. Um, Stee, uh, I mean, like he's had a great Euros. Um, what have you What have you made of him? Yeah, Renato Sanchez is it's the comeback here, didn't he? You know, uh, he had such a tough time over the last few years and to see what he's done at Lille is, I mean, as a complete neutral, it's, 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 it's you love to see it, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, the links to Liverpool, they don't seem to be going away. And it's the right people that are talking about it. The Fabrizio Romanos have mentioned it. You know, these are the kind of people that seem to get the uh, the tips ahead of uh, local journalists these days, local to Liverpool, I should say. So it's interesting that it's not going away. Um, we saw it last summer with Thiago. Uh, the, the local journalists were saying, yeah, there's not really much to say. Um, and people like Fabrizio Romano and journalists close to close to geographically close to the footballer were saying, Oh yeah, no, it's, it's on the table. The same's happened with Renato Sanchez. It's mentioned by Fabrizio Romano and some local reporters in France as well. have also mentioned that Liverpool are interested. So I've no doubt that Liverpool are keen. Um, it just remains to be seen whether Liverpool do actually see potential there. I mean, for me, um, if he can be signed for you know, a reasonable a reasonable, I don't know, 30, 35 million. I think uh, even from FSG's point of view, he could be, he could have a good resale value in the future, uh, which is definitely something that uh, the club will consider. But um, yeah, he's been fantastic at the Euros uh, and anyone who saw him over the last couple of years playing for Lille will have been uh, not surprised by that. But I imagine many Swansea fans were probably confused as to what they were looking at. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, English football fans who will have just had that Swansea sort of period ingrained in their minds and that's just you know the massive takeaway um and just sort of forget the place how like adapt and and grow and develop over time um it's not uncommon for for players to absolutely be terrible and then just i mean take henderson for example um like at the start of his liverpool career uh there was you know a lot of doubt about his abilities and he's just become you know a solid world-class um you know injuries aside like he's just like a a solid world-class player that we've got on our on our hands um so these these things happen um we've got uh you you touched on it there with the the local uh the or the or the more local uh press uh having having uh more insight than the liverpool-based uh press uh, it's not he's not uh, Portuguese, but Italian journalist Rudy Galetti. Uh, Galetti, I 
butchering names left, right and centre on a regular basis on this show. It's my bread and butter. Uh, Liverpool are in pole position. Uh, Arsenal, Juventus and Milan want him as well. Uh, no offer on at the moment, but the Reds could make the first move soon. In any case, George Mendes wants to take him away from France. Uh, there we have it, another uh, agent, big name agent into the mix as well. Uh, it just seems like we just can't help but fish in the same ponds uh, as uh, as the ones that have these agents that just make our lives a living hell most of the time. Uh, Farrell, do you do you think this is going to actually happen, or do you think this is just sort of like he's done well at the Euros, so the press are just hyping it up and his agents hyping it up because that's what agents do. It's a bit of both, isn't it? You know, I think had he not had as successful years um, as he evidently has, I think that the links would still be emerging. Like as Steve's pointed out to, the, you know, the signs have been very encouraging. You've had the links on the likes of uh, Romano, very reliable sort of sources. Um, and certainly in the, in the sort of region of the asking price that we're sort of thinking sort of 20 to 30 million uh, pounds, it's, it's feasible, uh, certainly from our perspective, and you know, especially in light of financial ramifications of COVID and the kind of player sales we'd be looking to uh, take care of. Um, yeah, one one to keep an eye on, but certainly far from far from con- concrete as of yet. So what you're saying is we'll still be <laughs> okay. talking about him in about three weeks' time. <laughs> I, I I reckon we'll be probably speaking at him, yeah, in, in the in the next in the next few weeks. I don't think it will one, be one that goes away immediately. One yeah, minute but... to transfer deadline, we'll still be going on about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. The, the thing for me, on Renato Sanchez, is the fact that it's not even so much the Fabrizio Manos came out and said it, or the local press. For me, it's a uh, goals. Neil Jones has came out and said that Liverpool are keeping an eye on Sanchez. So for me. It, Neil Jones, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the best journalists to do at Liverpool. I don't think anyone would dispute that. He's whatever he says is 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 true. He's heard it from uh, Club at the Source. I believe everything he says. Renato Sanchez, he comes out and says Liverpool are keeping an eye on him. As far as I'm concerned, that's the God's honest truth. Liverpool are interested in Sanchez. It now just depends on how interested they actually are. Yes, because there's a big difference between being interested in like a, a glancing term. And, you know, being interested in terms of like, you know, here's a contract, please, you know, sign this. Um, you know, we, I, as most big clubs are, uh, you know, the, the, the scouting networks are all over the place. They're keeping an eye on so many players that, you know, a journalist could quite easily say that about literally anyone to make clicks. But with it being uh, Neil Jones that, that, that said it, like you say, uh, that it gives a lot of weight to, to, uh, to what's been said. Kanate uh, was one of those players not so long ago that was sort of like rumoured, but not really. But then it was rumoured again and like stronger and the, the local press thing. But now he's a Liverpool player. He's been announced as the number five. He's going to wear that next season. And it was announced in like one of the most sort of like uh, back, like I don't even know how to describe it. He, 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 he had a bit of a party at school. Like that's Farrell, what what's going on? <laughs> um, it's it seems absolutely buzzing about his move to Liverpool, which is obviously from our perspective, 
lovely to see. Um, I think, you know, we do forget perhaps in light of the financial might exercised by some of our rivals, how attractive um, a proposition like going to a club like Liverpool is, you know, we won Premier League and Champions League in the last, last three years, you know, but we're, we are, you know, by a society, a huge club. And so why wouldn't he be so excited about uh, making, making the move to Anfield? Um, and yeah, so I, I think it's quite exciting for the future. You have to think in terms of our available centre-back options now. There's a lot of quality there. Yeah, uh, certainly. So so he's, so yesterday there was like a video that was sort of floating around uh, of him at his old school, uh, I, 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 is what I'm told. It, it, it kind of looked like a school playground. Uh, and he sat there with his shirt. Uh, it's got a big number five on the back. And everyone's there with lots of pyro, lots of flares. Uh, and yeah, it's just having a great time. Uh, Stee, do you think that Kanate is the best uh, centre-back the world has ever seen besides Virgil van Dijk? I, I had to clarify. Be, he might be fighting Joe Gomez for that title, I think. Ooh. Uh, but uh, yeah, now like Farrell said, the the scenes in these videos, you know, there's been obviously he had a little party with his friends in like a villa somewhere, nice and warm. Now he's back in France. Um, he could have been in France when he was warm as well. To be fair, much better, but another other round here. But um, yeah, I mean, the videos are fantastic. You know, it, it shows that the level of excitement that he feels and, and his friends feel. And it's nice that he's he's so embedded in that community with his friends and his family as well, of course, that it's a genuine celebration for the community that he's, he's joining the club like Liverpool. And don't get me wrong, you know, the club he's came from isn't exactly small. You know, they are relatively new, but they are quite a big force in Germany. But um, yeah, of course, you know, he's coming to Liverpool, you know, very old club, lots of history, excitement. Like Philo says, we do sometimes forget because we, we support the club, we forget sometimes how big this club is. And it's a monumental achievement for them, even if that makes us sound a little bit big-headed. But, you know, the same could be said of, like, Manchester United and even the likes of Chelsea and Everton. You know, it's a, it'd be the same for them as well, of course. So it really is lovely to see. I'm, I'm made up for them, and I'm made up for us as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, when the, uh, the away kit was officially unveiled this morning, uh, the there was some also some photos of him uh, floating around, walking through the Parisian streets, uh, wearing the new. He's got the drip. He's got the he's got the new the new kit on and the and uh, the home kit as well. Uh, and it looks so good on him. Like it's like he was born to wear that shirt. Like and again, it's there's one of those things that the fans are always gonna you know get a little bit big-headed about and be like oh he's one of us but you know what i mean like it just it suits him so well those colors uh i mean yeah it's just like where do you where do you go from here in terms of like like an, it wasn't even an official announcement video it was just sort of like something that he did in the in a, in a school playground like where do you what who what do you want to see like going forward, like what kind of crazy scenarios do you want to see our our new signings in? Like, I, I want to see some sort of like swimming pool announcement video or something daft like that. Go on, like throw throw some ideas at me. Well, I mean, if if he's in Paris anyway, it would be quite funny if he bumped into Genie Vinaldum on the streets. Ah, 
Get the old, the old, uh, you know, make sure you, Carol and Caroline, uh, put a little bit of extra butter in your mash. Especially now he's taken Jeannie's shirt as well, you know. I know. Like it's a, bit, five. Yeah, a juicy content there, wouldn't it? Oh, it just, could have been fun. Yeah. I, I, an Eiffel Tower uh, video would have been, you know, like just having him like on a super long zoom lens just sort of with his shirt and then it zooms out and it's the whole Eiffel Tower. It would have been like, mm. uh, but yeah, it's, I, I'm just happy that the French influence in the club is, is growing again. There's something about French players. that's just that, that little bit of extra, like, Mwah. I think that's the, the right kind of cutoff point before it gets a little bit too steamy uh, up in this place. Uh, but yeah, thank you again, uh, Steve and Farrell for joining me. Thank you for listening. This has been Rednets. Uh, We'll see you next week.